been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental. One that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no BS. Helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things. The iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do. No excuses. Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good afternoon, guys. This is Mark Cox. I'm coming to you today. It's Tuesday. It's 1.20 in the afternoon. I'm doing an afternoon podcast. I usually like to do them at nighttime, but today I'm going to go ahead and do it a daytime one. We got, a, you know, I got some stuff I'm going to talk about. This is going to be a short podcast. This isn't one of my interviews. Did you just get me today? Just you and me talking, uh, giving you some of my insights from Lessons learned in my martial arts days as an instructor and a competitor. And the one I want to talk about today, guys, and tell me at the end of it if it, any of it re- relates to you at all. And the time that my ego was so inflated that I lost a lesson in humility that I could never get back. So without further ado, let's just talk about that real quick. What I did, where it happened, how it went about. So in the 90s, you guys, I competed competitively many, many, many years. And I competed in both the self-defense division, some fighting, and also in the breaking division. And the breaking division is what I used to really enjoy doing. We would travel all over the United States and it was in a league called NBL, which is National Black Belt League, um, SKI, Sport Karate International. Those were the two that were big at those times, and we would go and compete, and you you get points all year, and this is how this would work. Well, this year I was competitive, you know, I was competing quite a bit and had a lot of points racked up. And when you have a lot of points racked up in the martial arts world, you get to have a seed, and where you see where you're seated at is where you get to either a be able to perform last. So if you've got a if you've got competition and you've got 25 competitors in your division, and you're the number one seed or the number two three seed, you get to do your competition towards the end. Which gives you an advantage of because if you were the first one to go and you got 25 people to wait and they're kind of setting their standard on you and it just progressively gets better and better and better as things roll on, then what happens is you just kind of get lost in the shuffle. So having a good seed was is imperative. And when that happened, uh, you compete every weekend for points, right? So I would... If you win first place, you get so many points. If you get second place, you get so many points. And this is how it would. By the end of the year, when the National Black Belt League World Championships would come, wherever you're seated, that's kind of where you get to um, be in the order of 
competing. So this particular year, I was seated very high. So I got to go last. So let me just set let me just set it for you, okay? So you guys can can understand. So we're in San Antonio, Texas when this is happening. This is where the NBL championships are being held. So I'm in San Antonio, Texas. And we are in the the arena and you have a certain amount of time that you can set up your bricks you have to set up your bricks and you have to clean them up in a certain amount of time in competition so usually they let us go ahead and everybody just kind of set up so we had different divisions and we were in a big room and we can all set up our stuff and it was just easier that way and then afterwards you would pick up all your all your stuff in a relatively uh, quick time so you don't get any points deducted well also, there is very important things that happen in the world championships. One of them being you have to have certain breaks. You have to break, you know, uh, an elbow. You have to break a, a palm. You have to kick. And, you know, some of the competitions you'd have to do right and left. And then you would, you know, you'd have to show power and you'd have to show finesse and, you, and and all the rules that would go along with the breaking division. I don't want to get boring in that, you know what I mean? But so we are in this room. I am set up and I have got bricks everywhere. And my ego is super engaged. So, you know, talking about ego, there's times for it to be you have to have a little bit of an ego when you compete. You have to to get a competitive edge. But, you know, there's a difference between having an ego for that and zero humility. So I'm getting I'm getting amped and I'm watching all the competition. And in my head, I'm like, I am going to destroy this person. I'm going to destroy that person. And it is I'm just going back and forth with, you know, where where my points are. How's everybody doing my mindset getting ready for competition. I wanted this really bad. I competed a long time for this. And so I'm pacing back and forth and I'm okay, when is it my turn? Okay, so and so so and so missed a break. You miss a break in this competition and you automatically lose. Okay? The your, your points just go way down. So if you miss a break, it's it's a bad thing. So, you know, a couple of them missed and it's also scored the scoring is between 9 and 10. So I want you to think about like 9.365, 9.555, 9.9999. This is how the competition scored between 9 and 10. So you get down to 9, you know, and you got three dodges and you got 27 points, you know that that you freaking blew it, right? So then it just goes from there, 9.5 and so you can lose you know, within tens of points, okay? So, set the stage. I'm up, and I'm getting ready to break. Now, I'm seated, and I'm going second. So, I didn't get to go first, but I'm going second to last. And so, I'm, I'm approaching my bricks, and you stand in ready position, and you have all these judges, and you announce, you know, my name is Mark Cox. My instructor is Dennis Ichikawa. Today, I like to perform some power breaks and some finesse breaks because back in those days, I would break bricks with shot glasses and do finesse breaking, floating boards in water, stuff like that to uh, 
show finesse, and then I would just really pile drive through bricks. And this particular one, I believe even this year, I did a headbutt, which I didn't do very often, but this particular one I did because I, I wanted to have an, an edge. So I'm doing the headbutt, and I'm doing all these breaks, and it looked like an earthquake hit that building by the time I was done. I couldn't be more solid. I broke right and left handed. My kick was right on. I broke a sidekick with uh, two or three bricks with a step behind sidekick, and I was just on. And when I was done, my ego was engaged because I'm like, I've just smoked this competition. There's nobody that's going to be able to catch me to be able to do this. This, this world championship is going to be mine. Now, here's how the ego part goes in. It wasn't a trophy. It wasn't anything. You get your picture in a, in a magazine called National Black Belt League, and you'll get your pictures and your ranking that you were the world champion for that year, and, of course, you get a plaque. And so I went ahead, and, and this is what I wanted. I wanted everybody to see, and I, I could, you know, I, I remember it vividly going, I really want that. I really want to get into the magazine. I want to be able to say that I'm the NBL, National Black Belt League, world champion. I competed for it all year, and I am engaged, and I am there. Uh, Boda Rocher is there with me, and I am like, I'm going to wrap this thing up this, today. So, with that being said, at the last minute, somebody enters the competition. They're not seated, but because it was last minute, they're going to go ahead and allow him to break. And, you know, my ego was super engaged. You know, at first I just wanted to go argue with judges and do and do that. Hey, this isn't fair. This is where we were. He can't come in at the last minute and just come in. And my ego was really overtaking me there. And I really don't argue with judges. It's not one of my things that I ever did. It was always yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. And that's just a wit. But this particular one, I was so engaged to win. And my ego was so engaged that I was like, I'm going to um, go argue this. And then as I got ready to go do it, I decided, you know, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. And the person's name is called, and what happens is he rolls in, and this gentleman's in a wheelchair. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, it is super hard to compete against someone in a wheelchair. Because just their sure will of being there and overcoming odds and everything else, it's really hard to be honest, it's just super hard to compete against that, right? So, you know, in my head, though, I'm like, well, he's got he's got a momental, you know, a monumental thing he's going to have to overcome by the way I broke it because I was really on target. And so he's getting ready to break. And, of course, he's the last one. So he gets a top seed and... He hadn't competed all year, and he gets the top seeded place, and he gets to compete. He was late. And so all these negative things up to him. I mean, he really just shouldn't have been in competition in my mind. You know, I didn't really care about the disability. I mean, every you know, fair is fair, and we are in this, you know, would they have let me in if that was me? All these kind of thoughts, these egotistical thoughts, or, you know, what about me, 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 was going on in my head. And so... He gets up, 
And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world is he going to kick? What is he going to do to satisfy that requirement? And so it was an honest question, right? It's an honest question to ask, how is he going to do this? Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you that there's a couple breaks he did that were it's awesome to watch when he can he set some tiles up so he can't go super high because he you know he's not able to stand right but he set some tiles up and then he came crashing down on it he lifted himself up off his chair like a tricep push-up and then he would come crashing down with an elbow and broke tiles now i remember this vividly going okay that was an awesome break and I'm trying to calculate what judges are going to do. How am I going to? How am I going to win this? How am I going to do this? And I'm watching. And the next break is his leg break. And I'm asking myself, how in the world is he going to do this? How in the world is he going to do this? So he has these tiles set up, these um, like roofing shaped tiles. And what he did is he just got up in front of it. He had ten of them, and he just lifted his leg up. And let him come crashing down on the tile, which, you know, competition-wise, he used his leg, so it would be required as a kick. He'd lift his own leg up and come crashing down. So it doesn't. You have to be careful because he can't feel anything. So if there was any cut or nothing, you have to kind of watch that. And I remember thinking, what? And then he missed. He broke eight out of the ten. And in my head, in my in my head, I'm like. Man, I just smoked this fool, okay? I just won this competition. Because, you know, you just, you know, it's just a big no-no. You cannot miss. You just can't and, and get scored high. So my anxiety level, of course, just goes way down. My ego is super engaged. My anxiety's down. My ego's up. I'm celebrating already before, before this is over because I know he missed a break. And he finished his competitions. Thank you, sir. And that was it. Scores. Judges are up. They call the score. And I'm like, huh. The, now, wait a minute. Is that more than mine or less than mine? Because it, it's like within a tenth of a point, right? And so they start calling third place, right? And, I, you know, I just can't remember the names off the, off this, off the top of my head right now, right? Because I just remember my name. And the first place, right, is what I'm thinking in my head. Second place goes to Mark Cox, is what was called. And I could feel, I, I could feel the heaviness in me, and it just like a shot in the in the heart. I'm like, how in the world could have I got second place? In my head, how am I the first loser of this world championship? I am so pissed off. And my ego is super engaged. First place, they call his name. It's the one in the wheelchair. I'm just livid. I, I'm so, I don't congratulate anybody. I turn to Bo and tell him, you clean up this mess. I need to take some time. And I walked out of that, that competition. You know, second place, my head down. My ego way high, uh, probably choice names for him going, I can't believe that such and such, such could do that. He can miss. 
and I wanted to argue with judges. I wanted all this, and I am boiling mad. And so Bo ends up cleaning up everything, and I just kind of took off. I didn't talk to any competitions. I shook no hands. I didn't shake hands with the judges. I was just basically a jerk. And so I just let it, you know, I, that's just my ego was so engaged in my, my mindset was so much to win that when it didn't happen and I felt slighted, I was just pissed. So I just let it go. So let's fast forward now. And let's get to the life lesson. There's the jerk lesson, right? I had all this this time to show what kind of a man I am, to go congratulate this man and have some humility in his success. Um, you know, being in a wheelchair, how I never uh, uh, thought to myself, like, how hard must it be, you know, to be in a wheelchair and, and live that life. And here I am pissed off because he missed two bricks and I didn't win the world championships. This is, this is, the next this is the lessons right so i i had the opportunity right there to have humility and extend a hand and 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 lose like a champion and i didn't do it i just i walked off pissed off at the world and that this is what happened so let's fast forward now these world championships there's kind of a a demo night you know it's a whole weekend thing it's not a day thing and so bo and i are sitting in the in the arena and they're talking about certain people. And there's demonstrations and there's awesomeness. And I'm still kind of sitting there seething over the fact that my name is not going to get called as a world championship in this thing. I want you to just, just close your eyes and think about that. My ego was so engaged and pissed off that uh, the second day I'm still sitting there mad that my name's not going to be called as a world championship. And so... We're sitting there. The next thing that they do as we're sitting there, they say, they call his name up. And he comes wheeling out in a wheelchair. And I'm looking at Bo, and I'm like, you, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. And my ego is starting to inflate already more, right? And I'm getting more and more upset. And then here's what comes out of their mouth. The man in the wheelchair starts telling his story on just how thankful he is here, how thankful it is that he got to compete because this is probably going to be the last time he's going to be able to do anything like this as he has been in a serious uh, trucking accident. He, had, he was a trucker, and he was in a serious accident. And within the accident, not only did he lose his legs or his ability to walk, but the blood transfusion that they used on this man was tainted with AIDS. And so he is at the same thing, can't walk, and he's dying of AIDS, and he's in this competition. Part of the reason why he was late that day. And I'm starting to sink in my seat. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And my then my heart just, you know, of course, it cracked right there, and I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, man, what a jerk I am. What an, what an ass. And we listen to him talk. And he's just so thankful at the, at the point that he got 
got to be there to compete. And he goes, winning was just a, a, an added bonus. Me just being able to do it, it just was a win. And I just sank in my seat even more. And he then he, he goes, and I know that there was men in that competition that, you know, I missed a break, and, and I know that there was men in that competition that probably should have won. But what I'm so thankful at the fact that, you know, I was able to, to do this. And I just sank in my seat. And I remember looking at Bo, and I remember putting my head down and just going, wow, what a, what an, a complete jerk-off I am. I totally remember this like it was yesterday. And the life lesson learned. And my ego so inflated and so engaged that I didn't get the time to go congratulate this guy and bless him for his accomplishment because that day was not my day to win. That day was reserved for him to win. And I'm so engaged in ego that I let it go instead of doing what I should have done. I should have went there and shook hands with all the judges and said thank you guys for your time because I know no judges are being paid. They're, this is their given of their time. And then guess what did they? What did those judges do? I'm thinking you guys aren't following the rules, but what did they do? They showed mercy. They showed, you know, how do you how do you score him bad when he doesn't have the ability to use his legs and still came out with something? Just the simple fact that he was able to do it at all was was where they got points, right? So when you really start backing and you analyze this, and I just remember, wow, what a jerk off I was. And then. Before the weekend was over, that gentleman was rolling down um, down towards me. And I knew that in my mind, I said, I need to shake this man's hand. And I, I had the opportunity to apologize. I don't remember me doing that. I just remember me congratulating him. I should have even been more of a man and put have a little more humility and say, I really had bad feelings about this, but this was your... This was your this was your time, and he rose rose up, rolled up to me, and he hands me a piece of wood, and that was from the breaking division. And in the in the breaking division, he has both of our our scores on this piece of wood and signed, where he has beaten me by two tenths of a point. Okay, you know I I can't remember exact times, so it would have been more like. I had a 9.95, and he would have a 9.97. Something to that effect is what it was. Two-tenths of a point. He wrote it on the board. He showed our scores. He handed it to me and says, I know you really won this, but I can't tell you how much. And then I do remember shaking his hand. He goes, no, this day is yours. I do remember congratulating him as a champion. That I do remember. I should have apologized. I should have been even more. But my, you know, my ego was really down by then, you know, because I felt like such a jerk off. And so the lessons learned in there. And then I've had that, unfortunately, in my school, I've had that piece of wood forever and ever. It used to be in a display case. And when something happened in a move or something like that, that particular display case has been 
gone and I have looked high and low for that piece of wood. I wish I had it to put on show notes for you so you can see it. And so this is my lesson on ego, guys. This is me, a personal life lesson from me. So is there times for good ego? Is there a time for bad ego? Of course, there's, you know, having, is having a good ego good or bad? Well, there's a several, there's several advantages of having a big ego, right? A big ego can lead to big success. You're likely to overcome or you're likely to become a, a national level of something with an ego. And um, big egos really love to outdo competition. So, you know, that ego can be invaluable when the competition is fierce. So when you got, you know, when you are, when you got a worthy opponent sitting in front of you, you're going to have to have some kind of ego engaged. You can't just say, oh, I might roll out. No, man, my ego is going to be engaged to, to be a win. It doesn't mean I, I have not have any humility about myself, but I am going to have the ego that I need to pursue and beat a worthy adversary. Okay. And the other thing is a big ego can be helpful in overcoming obstacles. You know, those with big egos are also, um, they're, they're so pleased with themselves, they don't really let silly obstacles stand in their way, right? They think they can do anything. So an obstacle that presents itself is, it's just there. And I remember having that portion too, because when he walked in, he's in a wheelchair, and I'm like, and I remember saying, well, that's an obstacle, but I don't really care. I'm going to smoke this fool today whether he's in that or in it. I remember this. I remember me saying that. And then, you know, those are those. So having, you, you guys trying to see what I'm saying, right? There's a, there's an advantage of the ego, but you can't be so egotistical that nobody wants to be around you. Okay. So I'll just going to, you know, go through a list. These will be in the show notes also, guys. Okay. Uh, I want to go through a list of, what it looks like, they, where the egos have a disadvantage, okay? So, there is, where where you have a disadvantage is those are super egotistical, you know, they are often too concerned about the opinions of others. While some people with big egos care less what others think, others are obsessed with the opinion of others, Right? A big ego can suffer big pain when it's not appreciated as much as it thinks it should be. So sometimes people with super big egos can really care less what everybody else thinks. But then, then again, the disadvantage of is some of them are just like, I can't, you know, they're just too concerned what people think. Number two there, there's another one. It's uh, you're just never satisfied. You know, an ego is a hungry beast. That's just, it's just never full. You can't do enough to satisfy a big ego. It always wants more. More power, more money, more praise. You know, whatever it is, it just can't get enough of it. Right? Sometimes those with big egos, they never experience peace. So, that's another that's another disadvantage, right? It can be determined to those around you. Your ego can harm the people around you which is the biggest reason with many people avoid egotistical people. When you're just focused on yourself and satisfying your egos, others just it's just others are just a means to an end that I'm doing this just so I can get to my result. And that how detrimental is that for mental health for your ego? These are the these are the bad things about that ego, right? 
Another one is uh, your ego can just blind you to the truth. Your ego lies to you. You can't see the truth because your ego, you know, it, I don't know, it will influence your perception. Big egos influence your perception greatly. So you got to think about that, you know, when you're, when you're super egotistical and you, you don't want to lose and you're da, 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 and then you're just so blind to the truth and your ego just keeps telling you, hey, and it keeps feeding you and it keeps feeding you, hey, hey, you know you're the best. You don't worry about, don't worry about that person. Don't worry about this. You don't need to be human. You know, you don't have to have humility. I mean, that voice was whispering to me in the entire time I was competing that year. The other thing is, man, your ego can make you afraid of failure. And maybe that was a little bit of my uh, about where I was at with that, right? An overactive ego likes to protect itself. It's your ego that makes you uncomfortable when you want to try something new, right? That's why a lot of times we don't start something new, right? Because our ego is like, oh, I'm going to be embarrassed. Oh, it's I'm going to look bad. Oh, that what am I going to look like in front of everybody? You know, it's your ego that tries to stop you from talking to great people or what my ego stopped me from going to this gentleman that day and congratulating them when it happened. You guys understand what I'm saying? Your ego, it just makes you afraid to fail. And what an, what a terrible lesson it is when our egos are so inflated that we can't learn lessons from failure. Okay. So, you know, your ego can be a good thing or, or a negative thing, depending on the situation. Either your ego can make you I don't know, sensitive to failure or overconfidence maybe in your abilities to do things. Your ego can drive you to be successful, but it can also harm you and those you care about the most. So you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of your ego, you know, and and how it influences your behavior around others or how it's going to influence your goals or what you're going to look like when our ego is just so inflated that, you know, nobody, you know what, everybody's like, man, that guy's just such a jerk off that I don't even want to be around him. You know what I'm saying? So those are some of the, the failures of, of, of the ego. And guess what, guys? I did, I did every one of those, okay? I was concerned about the opinions of others. What are people going to think of me? I want to be in the magazine, I was never satisfied. I'm trying to feed this beast of win, win, win. Anybody that knows me knows I'm very competitive anyway. I always have been. And so you you have an ego side that you want to be, you know, you want the best to be pulled out. And you have to have that in order for you to be the best at something, right? My ego, the other disadvantage, right, we talked about, it, it was detrimental to those around you. I mean, what kind of lesson did I show Bo, who was at that time with me and a student, and then he's watching his instructor, and, and plus I was raising Bo at the time, so he, I was like his father at that time. So what kind of, what, what did I show there, right? I was blind to the truth. You know, I, I didn't let I didn't let things look, look at things through a referee's eyes that this man can't walk and you know even though I mean how do you score somebody down that can't get out but he still had the resources and resourcefulness and resolve to lift his leg up by himself and come crashing down on something so he could fulfill something I mean think about it think about how awesome that is and I lost it, it, it that your ego can make you afraid of failure of course I was afraid of failure who's not right and so 
those were some life lessons and I've and I've taken them with me throughout even my other trainings. I can still sometimes let ego get in the way even in my new my Brazilian jiu-jitsu training right now. It's hard. It's hard when you have another opponent in front of you that wants to choke you, take your arm out of socket and do this kind of stuff and it's just you and that opponent and that worthy opponent. And so when you're making mistakes on the mat, is your ego so engaged that you don't learn from the mistakes? Or, or you just don't want to win. It just, it's just such a hard thing. It's, it's a humiliating thing. I was so humiliated that day when he spoke. And so thankful at the same time, I got to congratulations for being the champ. Because he really was the champ. His attitude was a better champion. The ability that he couldn't walk. And, and he has a deadly disease that's going to take his life. And he's there competing. And uh, my ego is so engaged that I can't even, I can't even see that. So I hope you guys learn these lessons. You know, tell me what you think about that feedback. I'll have these kind of show notes in there for you. All right. And I just want to leave you with this, guys. This out of control ego, an out of control ego can make you very successful, but it can also make you just miserable. There, there, there has to be a middle ground where you have enough of an ego to have some confidence in yourself, but you can also be happy without becoming the emperor of the universe. You need to find a level of confidence and ego that works for you so that you can master your own destiny, whatever that's going to look like. But in the process, you have to have some some humility. I think that's why I love the martial arts, right? Because there's there's not another martial artist that I know that at some point somebody was better than them that day. And we have these different days on the mats, guys, right? So we have these days that are, you know, either we, we just we just couldn't do anything wrong. We're just on and this and our kicks were great and da-da-da. And then there's other days where we just can't do anything right. We're getting hit in the face. We're getting knocked down. We're getting tapped out. And it's just over and over and over lessons. And so that's where the rubber meets the road, right? That's where we become these champions, are we going to be, is my ego going to be able to take this? Is my ego going to be able to take the loss after loss after loss? Is my ego going to be able to take the, the no after no after no and still continue to get in the fight and go against a worthy opponent? Is it going to be there? This is the beauty of the martial arts or, or even in the sales. It doesn't really mean in martial arts. It just happened to be my world, right? And so I'm not saying it's all easy every time I get to get on the mat and, and right now at my age and I still and, and get to get down there and get in some competition modes with these younger, stronger opponents now, learning this whole new art in a whole new level with, uh, with Sergio Machado bringing in our school in this Brazilian jiu-jitsu class, right, and learning, to, learning how to get your, your tail kicked and come out still a victor and try and keep it in check, even though inside your head you're like, you got to be kidding me that every time I turn around, it's something. I'm getting tapped out here. I've done that. I made a mistake. But as these things keep going on, and my training partners are there with me, and I've been doing this martial arts thing for a long time. And this, so I'm a little bit more of a fish out of water here. So, you know, when you got a, a knee replacement like me, and you're still overcoming uh, injuries, you're 59 years old, and I'm just like, what? And... All that's excuses, right? That's where having a little bit of an ego needs to be, right? That's where it needs to be because you don't want to be this, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that and I'm older. Yeah, I'm always making fun of the, hey, the old man's in, the old man's here. Um, 
or whatever, how we talk, but without a little bit of an ego, I'm never going to hit that mat every time. I have to have a little bit of an ego. I just need to know the balance. I know how to how to be uh, have some humility about myself and make it okay. I mean, it, it takes a lot, right, that you're in front of your students that are taking the same class and you're coming down to students' levels where usually I'm the I'm the highest rank. I'm the one that's doing it, but now I'm a fish out of water maybe in the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where I'm more of a lower rank and these guys were all doing this together. So now no, not only am I just their instructors when I'm doing other arts with them, but now we're peers and we are we're 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 workout friends and and we are moving up this this new knowledge together. You ha- you have to have uh, you have to know how to let your ego deflate so that you can grow. But you still have to have that little bit of an ego while you train. You understand what I'm saying? Right, you, you you need to have a little thing so you, your ego needs to push you past the point of, am I not that good or am I that good? But it also has to be dialed back to say I can learn lessons where I need to learn lessons and where I'm weak I can become strong. So I don't know. You guys give me some feedback on that, but this is just one of those stories that I'd let you know. I will be continuing my interview. I got some other interviews lined up, so. Do me a favor, guys, if you can. Go to my website, number one. It's just it's, it's www.smartcox.com. That's my website um, address. And you can see my all, all my podcastings that, I, that I'll drop will be in there. You can catch me on Spotify and, uh, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts and all that. We're on most of all platforms anyway for podcasting. And if you can just do me a favor, guys, go just do me a, a quick favor. If you get anything out of this. If you get anything out of it all, just give me a review, okay? Subscribe to it, the podcast, and then give me a review if you can. And, and let me know if, if, if you're getting any information out of here that's helping you at all, okay? And so I don't know if you guys know, but I, I've been around the martial arts for a long time. Guys that don't know me, you know, I own some martial arts schools still today. And I want to talk, I just give you a quick thing for, for my listeners. If you go to revgear.com, and you can order anything on RevGear.com, and you'll get a 10% discount from them. RevGear is our most premier martial arts. Uh, is what we got all of our bags, our uniforms, our jiu-jitsu uniforms, our workout bags, uh, you know, hand pads, boxing, MMA, anything you can think of, RevGear carries. And they're a sponsor of our show, and they have allowed me to give a 10% discount to all uh, my listeners. So if you go to revgear.com and in the checkout, you're just going to put in Real Talk, R E A L T A L K, in all capital letters, and you'll get your discount on, on your checkout. All right. So go check them out. It's revgear, R E V G E A R.com. They're on my website also as sponsors. So if you guys can do that, that would be great. Once again, guys, I, I really appreciate the time with you. Uh, This one isn't as long. It's just a a little 40 minutes, but I think it's important. These are just some life lessons from me. I hope you get something out of it. Enjoy uh, the rest of your uh, time. My next interview will be dropping soon. Have an awesome day from the Great 1-8. Have a good night. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss. 
and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.